Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome in to the CHGO Bears podcast after Family Fest on a Sunday with my guy Herb Howard from It's the Bigs, with my guy Nicholas Moriano, with my guy Greg Braggs, with the most important person here, his mother Barb. We are live from studio today, which is a great feeling. Uh, and I've been waiting for this moment all day because that would mean that we had made it through the Family Fest, which I know a ton of people enjoyed. It is uh, always great to see a ton of Bears fans out there, especially the kids wearing the jerseys, waiting in the lines, mm-hmm. getting to meet the players. It takes me back to my youth when I was showing up at Chicago Stadium wanting to meet Granville waiters, not to date myself. Uh, but, g- gentlemen, I'm going to start out hot here. We saw it today. We saw Justin Fields in the two-minute drill. We saw him go back to pass. We saw DJ Moore running an out route. We saw before he came out of his break, the ball in the air. DJ then tor- turns. The ball's right there. He catches it right at the boundary. That's, that's NFL. You can't do it better than that football. I, it, I've been waiting for it, and we got to see it today. What's that's up, what you Herb? want. That's what you want. You want to see that kind of timing, that kind of rhythm, you know, in rhythm, on time, getting the ball out with great accuracy, which Justin does not struggle with when he has time. When he's got the time and he's in rhythm, accuracy is never his issue. He got that ball out on time, extremely accurate with it. DJ catches it, toe tap, out of bounds. Those are the things you're going to need when it's third and seven, third and eight. <clears throat> Can I go to my number one guy for a quick out route, be on time, and get the ball in? Yeah, that's exactly what you want to see from Justin Fields, for him to take that next step in year three. And you have DJ Moore, who's going to get open. He's going to run precise routes at the right landmarks and rake his cut. The ball just needs to be there. And on that particular throw, Herb, we were sitting right Right next to each other. We're like, that's a good throw. That's exactly what you want to see from Justin Fields, right on the money. Before DJ Moore is even coming out of his break, the ball's there. You know he's going to catch it. First down, so that's exactly what you want to see from QB1. stuff, man. We, we saw it, too, as far as the field's more connection getting in the end zone, which was also super enjoyable. Uh, I liked it because he's looking around and a little more time today than he's going to have in, in a regular season game, but he's looking around, and finally he, hit, he hits DJ coming across, and, and DJ takes it in the end zone. It's like, oh, there's a security blanket out there that he has not had. So, you know, when, when the shit's in the fan, okay, where, where, where's two? Let me, let, me, let me find him, I think. And, and that happened a little bit today, which at least one time getting in the end zone, which I also liked. Well, in the, and in that play, too, like you said, Mark, Justin did have a lot more time on that throw. 
But DJ Moore adjusts his route, too. Like, he's running this crossing route. He sees fields and then comes back to the football. I don't know exactly who's in coverage on the play, but it's a great catch by DJ Moore, and he just two Justin's throw. So, again, we're just seeing the different levels of the chemistry that one and two are showing 10 practices in now. You can tell they're starting to speak the same language, right? Yep. Non-verbally, they're starting to speak the same language. They're communicating, you know, with their body language. He can see what Justin wants. Justin can see where he's going to be, and he's able to throw him open. He's able to route himself to be open. And so that connection is real. It's not just something that we're talking about. It's very, very real. It's tangible. You can see it on the field. You can see it turning into first downs and touchdowns. Regs, do you want to talk on the show today? How are you doing over there, buddy? I'm scrambling, but, yeah, we're doing good. I'm, you know I'm always down to talk on the show. Um, yeah, I thought it was a good day. I thought it was a little up and down. Uh, but the thing that I think stood out early on was with it being as wet as it was and the one-on-ones, Justin Fields was putting it on the money. Yeah. I, mm-hmm. it, they were well defended at times or the receiver just couldn't come down, down with it. But Justin Fields, I thought, through – even if they weren't completed passes, I thought there were some dime balls. No, on the one particular rep where you had DJ Moore actually being covered by Terrell Smith, Terrell Smith had good coverage on it. DJ yeah. Moore runs a good route, balls right where it needs to be. DJ Moore catches it right at the goal line for the pylon, and that's what you want, man. It was, it was a good rep from Terrell Smith, which you love to see from the rookie. Mm-hmm. Another good rep from DJ and Justin. I, to be honest, I wasn't loving his day until the back end of the day. Mm-hmm. Like, there was just – it's, it felt a little bit wobbly, and I, you know, people that I've been talking about, you know, who, you know, like crystals in the stands, like, oh, Carm, I see what you're talking about, where, you know, where you're seeing a lot of fields waiting for somebody to get open, and then the ball's coming out, and sometimes it's late, sometimes it's off target. But I thought, he, I mean, again, underlining at the back end of the practice, I thought it, it looked great, and uh, it does. It's, I mean, when you, when I'm trying to take a step back here too, it's like. He has never played in a game with DJ Moore, mm-hmm. not even a preseason game. He he's barely played with Chase Claypool. I mean that you know that that chem that that connection that chemistry that whatever them being on the same wavelength that that's got a ways to go too. So it's like it may, maybe I can maybe I'm just getting a little too expecting of this like incredible timing thing that we're. That, that they need when it's just not realistic to have quite yet. Yeah, it takes time on task. You guys got to be on the field together. You got to run a lot of routes. They got to get, I mean, well, they got a few hundred reps together. Wait till they get a few mm-hmm. thousand reps together, right. then what that looks like. But I got to give it a huge shout out before I go any further to Chase Claypool, man. Ten straight practices, full participant. That, as much as anything else I've seen from him, is giving me great optimism for what he could potentially be in this offense this year. Yeah, it's, it's encouraging to see him out there because, again, in the regular season last, last year, we didn't get a chance to really see what Chase Claypool is capable of. And these last couple of practices, he's coming into his own. Yeah. You know, he's, he's starting to get more looks. Justin's starting to target him a little bit more. And we know he's got that that fire and energy to him as well. So it's good to see that from Chase Claypool. I know we're talking about throws on time from Justin Fields. I thought one where he had it to Cole Kamehameha. It was a third down play. They're at the 12-yard line. It's a third and five. But it was a ball that was thrown on time right into Komet. He scores a touchdown right as he's turning around. So there are a couple of throws that we've seen that are – he doesn't have to be exactly open, turned around, and Fields is waiting for him. It's, it's kind of happening instantaneously. And that's something that we hadn't seen consistently from Fields and, and some of the receivers. So it was good to see that rep from Cole Komet to get into the end zone today as well. 
And, and rewinding back to the the, the Herb Claypool because I just saw a comment that's good to see her coming around Claypool. You've been putting Shout out, out after you've been put yeah you've been putting out uh, your post practice tweet every day saying about your Claypool meter. Yeah, I got a Chase Claypool meter that I've been running all camp long. Just about my belief in him being a major contributor in this offense this season. And this, I'll be honest with you, it started at like 51%. And I was really on the edge about it, and mm-hmm. I just wanted to lean towards the positive more than negative. And then he's consistently gone up on a daily basis, sometimes 2%, 3%, you know, 4%, whatever. But I think just consistently stacking those good days, like I said, him being a full participant in all these practices as much as anything else, but also making some of those key catches. He had a big catch uh, the other day in practice where he took the drag across the middle about 12 or 15 yards, snatched it, split the defense, hit the sideline. He may have actually scored on that play in a real game. And so you see some of those things as he just continues to develop that chemistry with, with Justin. So, yeah, yeah, Herb, uh, you know, I, I think we might be starting a little rival on Twitter because I, I know you were subtweeting me That's when you were the other day at practice when I was gassing up Claypool on the timeline because major you know, cap but but, <laughs> but we can address that though you know what I mean well and this is fine because I I've been we've talked about this on the show and Mark and, and Adam have pushed back on me as far as who is the star of camp so far I understand DJ Moore is a better wide receiver than Chase Claypool the numbers have shown that sure the resume shows that. But sure. to me, Chase Claypool in the la- in the first week of camp has shined brightest, and that was where I stood on it. And then I see your Chase Claypool meter, and people asking you, well, other people are saying that Chase is doing great, obviously referring to me gassing up the timeline. And you you were kind of like, okay, well, I'm not there. So <laughs> I, can, I can tell I can Rats. tell we got a little rivalry you know, I, I do, stewing I do, up here. I do want to start Twitter beef with you, so let's just go ahead and kick that off. But to be clear, Herb does not subtweet. Herb will at you. <laughs> No problem. Yeah. Um, no, no problem. But I will say this, though. Um, you're tripping, okay? You're talking about he's he's been dominating camp. I was watching that show like, Brax, stop lying to your people, okay? I know you're like the, I know you're like president of the Meathead Club and yeah, all that, and they love Island, it. Meatball Island, baby. Uh, yeah, Island. Like, they, I love it. I'm here for it. But he's not dominating camp. I will say this, though. He is the most pleasant storyline of camp because the Bears need him to be really good, and he he has been maybe surprisingly good. He has been what the Bears need him to be, and so I will say that he has been the most pleasant storyline of camp, but dominating camp, that's just not true. I guess where I'd push back just a little bit, and we talked a little bit about this on the last show, but even today where they tried to go deep a few times yeah. to guys in 11-on-11s, obviously one-on-ones they connected a couple times, but – in other camps where we finally have some kind of talent, a wide receiver that Bears teams typically don't, mm-hmm. normally you see a lot of home run balls at training camp, and this year you're just not seeing that that much. Sure. Tyler Scott has the one home run ball that stands out. Other than that, everything has been underneath. Checkdowns, you know, and, and that's great because I know Justin Fields needs to work on that. But in that regard, Chase, I think, has shown a different array of catches whether it be you know using his body to post up or you know uh, mossing Jalen Johnson over the top or coming across and doing all these different things we all know DJ Moore has this speed and separation can find spots in soft zones but I just feel like Chase Claypool has shown more in his arsenal and we haven't gotten to see the total package of DJ Moore yet because of the home run ball lacking Chase is the one receiver in that entire group that provides something that the other ones don't you can't coach you can't teach 6'4", 2'3 like right. nobody else is that guy. Nobody else has that kind of ability to compete for those 50-50 balls, to box guys out in the red zone or on third downs. He has a different kind of skill set with those guys. So you're 100% correct on that. I'm with you. Real quickly, this comment right here, Greg, uh, Javen Terry. Claypool is definitely wide receiver two now. We, we in agreement with that? Is he taking a step over Darnell Mooney? 
I would think as of late, maybe Claypool's made we're, more we're, plays than Mooney, but is he definitively wide receiver number two on this Bears roster? We are not going there until we see actual games. Mm-hmm. I refuse to, like, I'm not going to take Mooney out of the, the two-hole. However, I don't think it, it matters. It, it, That's it, true, too. We're, we, are, we are very much... Uh, you know, tomato, tomato. That like they're gonna, they're both gonna be getting the ball a bunch. But if you were gonna, if you're gonna say who's number two right now as far as who's gotten the second most balls at camp, yeah, it's Moore. Well, Moore won, <laughs> but who got two's number two as far as pure targets? And they're still ramping up. Oh, maybe Cole. If you're talking about just the receivers, though. Just well, we could we could we could throw we could throw Komet in there, sure. Well, um, is it, I think this is a good discussion. I mean, right here, like, well, is it Komet? Is it more, or is it Mooney? Is it Claypool? Like, there's a discussion for it. That's the good thing. Yeah, I mean, exactly. This, this time last year, you had about <laughs> 15 guys, and you couldn't find six receivers right. that you wanted on the right. roster. Now you got the ball being spread around. You know DJ's your number one. Cool. But then you have a conversation about who's your number two receiver. How many balls is Cole getting? You also see Robert Tunyon catching a lot of balls. The running backs true? are getting balls out of the backfield. The ball's being spread around a lot right now. And I think that's what you want mm-hmm. to see from Justin Fields in this offense right now. I don't think it matters you know, Chase or Mooney who's two or three. Ideally, Chase will do a really, really good job. He can be on the outside, and you can match up Mooney in the slot against, you know, nickel corners and outside linebackers. If you can set up some mismatches, safeties, that would be ideal and let Moon cook those dudes all year. Yeah, you're going to need them both. And I think, mm-hmm. again, it should they should have – if I had guessed on yardage numbers, I bet you they're within 200 of each other by the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I can yeah. see that. That'd be but, ideal. My favorite moment from Chase Claypool today, which is – doesn't need to be talked about, but I'm going to talk about it anyway. When he came out of the tunnel today, I don't know if you guys noticed this. Did you see this? No, I don't I think so. Okay. So he comes out of the tunnel. You know, there everyone's getting introduced. He comes out. He runs all the way down to the other end of the field, gets to the goal line, gets down on one knee, starts doing Sunday prayer. He's in, his, he's in prayer for, I mean... Longer than I've ever been to Temple. I mean, this guy, he, he, was, he, he was given so, a full effort. So not one of those just ceremonious, symbolic type things, no, right? It, it felt, he, was, he was in it. He was in it. Okay. He was asking for something, or he was, th- he was saying thank you for something. And, and then he got Give up. Give me the like, strength not to whip Eddie Jackson ass today. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that might have been what it was. I'm, I'm, God, I'm really sorry that I, I uh, you know, overreacted and, and took that helmet and flung it and, and stepped on Tyreek Stevenson's mouth guard and, and did all that. It, it wasn't the best me, I promise to be better today guy that could have been in there but he but he but he was like it felt like it was a like a regular season game prayer not just a sunday you know family family fest situation he seems like he only knows one way he seems like once he gets his cleats on the grass yeah he's just the same guy all the time i think you know i think he went a little too far yesterday i think bojack went a little too far yesterday not on the hit but just how they just kept that thing going Mm -hmm. for a long time i think they both went a little bit too far i love bojack i love him his leadership and his play i just like who the type of dude he is i do not think he wants to chase claypool smoke uh, I mean, there's a big, there's a size difference there. Herb, I just uh, don't think, and Bojack a tough dude. I, yeah. I don't think he can't fight. I just don't think he wants that smoke. Like, yeah, I the video may or may not have been floating around the World Wide <laughs> Web of Twitter last night, and I finally did get to lay my eyes on it. Uh, the hit was not that hard. No. Like, he didn't go to the ground, no. Eddie on mm-hmm. chase, but he, sh- he shouldn't have done it. 
So I can understand why Chase got hot. Like, I can see where Eddie's coming from. Hey, I'm trying to get in game mode. We're tackling. We got pads on. But at the same time, as a teammate and a guy that has had injuries here that he's rehabbing through coming yeah, back. True, and, you know, we're all trying to win games here this year. You know, if you're on this team, I, I, I can understand why Chase took exception to it. But I hope they can just shake on it and be done with it when practice is over. And I'm assuming they did. I don't think Bojack was wrong. I don't think he was right either. Right. Like exactly, he, either yeah. way, he could have right. he could have not done it. He chose to do it. I'm fine with him choosing to do it as well. Chase, Chase didn't like it. Threw the ball at him. They get to it. Chase snatches his helmet off. But I'm to your point that you've been making ever since it happened. If it's Moon, I don't think it happens. Correct. I don't think no, he pops yeah. Moon on the sideline like yeah. that. Mm-mm. No. I, I, that, that or was, DJ. Okay. I don't think he pops DJ like that yeah. either. Yeah. And to give Bojack a little bit of you know, I'm not. He's not. Chase Claypool's not. You know whatever rob gronkowski but big he's dude. bigger than he's bojack big, he's, he's yeah. bigger than bojack he's bigger than <laughs> and so he could choose to not put his body in that position like well no i'm gonna hit you yeah. maybe the two of them should you know head on over to the Sunnyside cannabis dispensary and uh you know chill out a little bit here Sunnyside is your home for judgment-free cannabis shopping it's a place where all kinds of visitors like a couple of bears are welcome to explore, discover, purchase a wide array of high quality products. The Mindy's is the best tasting gummy and chocolate edibles created by James Beard, award-winning chef Mindy Siegel and Cresco Labs. I mean, I'm telling you, they're not playing around here. The good news, the gummies and the rechargeable vape pen, high supply, which offers quality weed that... Um, Helps you sleep as well. They get all the stuff. There's the Florico, the Wonder, the Remedy. Check it out. Uh, there's definitely a flavor for everybody. And through August, if you go to Sunnyside.shop, Sunnyside.shop, use the code CHGO25 at checkout. You're going to get 25% off your total order. One use per customer. It's not stackable with other promotions. This is not only for new customers, by the way. If you've somehow gone to Sunnyside in the past and you haven't used this current promotion, you can use it again one time so pick up everything you need to elevate your summer you'd have to be 21 or over or an illinois med card holder the website once again sunnyside.shop sunnyside.shop use that promo code chgo25 check out sunnyside you guys and you also have to check out circle k we are so excited to partner with our friends at circle k you can check out your local Circle K for the best coffee, beer, and snack selection, and of course, premium gas. So, and also look out for the freebies, the giveaways down the road. They always have them there at Circle K. So, if you're looking for the best deal you've ever gotten, again, those pickups that you, the, the essentials you need when you're going to Soldier Field, going on a road trip, you have to stop by at Circle K. They got you covered over there. But again, just want to say thank you to Circle K for sponsoring CHGO. Visit the nearest Circle K to pick up all your favorite finds. All right, let's go to the defensive side well, of the ball. Before yes, we do, Greg. before we do, let's get a nice clean effort on our best and worst. We'll go around the horn oh, and get right, our right. best and we, worst. We're gonna, I'm gonna we look it. The producer's gonna get you ducks in a row. It's all good. You know, we had to it's break some bread with Herb and get our uh, clay pool debate out of the way. But let's do best and worst. We'll start around the horn and work okay. our way back. Uh, best of the day is how I started the show. The best of the day today was was, was Justin Fields hitting. DJ Moore in stride on an out pattern that would play in every single game they play all season long. That was my best. My worst is the piling up of injuries, which we've been talking about. Uh, Tremaine Edmonds joining, being joined by Jaquan Brisker and Kyler Gordon 
and Dylan Cole, another linebacker, was out today. Uh, it is a long list. In the middle of practice today, Lucas Patrick ended up leaving. So it's nobody's out for a long time, according to Matt Eberflus, but the list is getting longer. Herb, you're up. Best and worst. Best of the day, you know, it was Family Fest, obviously, and I love the family touch that the players put on the press conference after practice. We talked to DJ Moore. We talked to Justin Jones. They both brought their daughters to the press mm-hmm. conference, took them up to the podium with them. That was Thought adorable. they were very adorable. Uh, DJ Moore's daughter, she's like, talking, hey, 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 and then the cameras come on, she's like, mm. <laughs> uh, So I thought that was really adorable. That was the best thing I saw today, those guys bringing their daughters uh, to, the post, to the post-practice press conference. Worst thing I saw today was being back up in the press box, getting that bird's eye view and kind of seeing down on every single play, I could watch more intently um, Javon Dexter, and his, his get-off was just slower. It's slower. I've been waiting to see him, you know, in pads and what it looks like and how much he has or has not improved in terms of that get off. We talked a lot about that in the spring at University of Florida. He was not asked to get off the ball that way. He was asked to kind of read and react. And, you know, the thought was he just needed to get rid of those old habits and then he'll be fine. Uh, Today, it was consistent again. He was often the very last person off the ball. And, you know, at this level, that just won't play. I asked Coach Iberflus about that uh, in the press conference after practice. And he says, listen, he's strong enough to win when he's wrong sometimes but if he wants to be elite he has to be more consistent with that get off and he has to play with better pad level watching him come off the ball slow consistently all practice long was the worst thing I saw today you know I want to make it quick because I want we want to touch on that uh, part real quick again my best uh, I mentioned earlier is the touchdown throw to, to Cole Komet I think that's something you're going to see Hopefully often this upcoming seems on time, in rhythm, and it's just a red zone threat for Justin Fields and team drills. And then my worst, you know, it's been a couple of days now for, for P.J. Walker and the interceptions, the bad throws. He had one where he was trying to target uh, Tyler Scott over the middle of the field. Josh Blackwell gets an easy interception, just uh, breaks on the ball, gets a pick on P.J. Walker. So you want to see that unit be a little bit better. Yeah. And we saw some penalties with the second-team unit going against the first-team defense, see the interception. So. That's my worst, but what you mentioned there, Herb, about the the get off with Javon Dexter. As soon as you mentioned that, that's like what I was trying to just watch yeah. for the rest of practice using these military grade binoculars that I have. You got it. But he he is a he's a step slow he off is. the ball. There was a there was a rep when Lucas Patrick was still in practice, where because he's late, Lucas Patrick's driving him back. And mm-hmm. look, Javon Dexter's that a big dude. It shouldn't happen. But Lucas Patrick's driving him back, and even the running back on the play, Deontay Foreman, bounced off of Lucas Patrick because he, you know, he had that, that guy in front of him. But yeah. it's something that if you're – we were talking about, if he's on the goal line, exactly. that's a liability. Exactly. If you're coming off slow off the goal line, that's like you're not going to be on the field. Yeah. So that's something that Javon Dexter, obviously, like you just highlighted, Florida, he wasn't asked to do that. But it does. We need to see some improvements and see some more consistency with it. And to be clear, I'm not. I'm not down on the kid. I don't think he's. Mm-hmm. I don't think he's not going to be a good player. But the Bears, if they hope for him to be like that elite level that Coach Ibrahim was talking about, he has to clean that up. He does have that kind of brute strength. We also noticed him dog walk Tevin Jenkins yes. right into the backfield. So we saw that too. Um, he has that kind of raw ability, but it's going to have to combine it with technique, good pad level, leverage, and get off of the ball, Javon Dexter. It is right in your face. If he had an elite get-off, he would never have fallen to 53 in the draft. No. Good point. With yeah. that size uh, and that athletic ability. So, yeah, my, I don't want to call it a project, but it's a little bit of a project. Sure. 
Yeah, my my best certainly has got to be DJ Moore on the final play of the game because I'm with Carm uh, for today. I really thought it was an up-and-down day for the first-team offense in Justin Fields. They connected on some things, and then there were overthrows. But that final play really just illustrated just how great DJ Moore can be. The the cornerback was stuck all over him. Justin Fields made a tight window throw, but the catch was even better. Uh, it was almost basically like a one-handed catch. So, great catch. Yeah, it was amazing. Mm-hmm. And it was a perfect way to finish the day. And you almost feel like they weren't leaving until they had something like that. My worst is I'm right there with you, Nick. Uh, you know, QB2, obviously not the biggest of concerns. We're worried about QB1. But P.J. Walker, who impressed me early on, gripping and ripping in seven-on-sevens, every throw now it seems like is an overthrow. Every single throw. He doesn't miss short. Everything is long. And it's hard for any of these guys on the second team to get a quality rep because he's not, you know, I saw somebody in the chat say, oh, I'm, I don't care about QB2. Well, he's throwing, he's throwing a Tyler Scott. He's throwing a guys that are going to try to make plays this year. And P.J. Walker likely will get reps, uh, you know, when the season starts. So it does matter to an extent, and it does matter for these wide receivers trying to catch the ball. So I need P.J. Walker to put it a little more on the money, we, so take a little juice off of it. We know how Justin Fields plays this game. The, the backup quarterback is going to play at some point in this season that we hope maybe it's just coming in in the middle of a game but I bet that he's probably going to get a start or two or maybe more at some point this season you need him to come in and be serviceable and and you know he's got to clean up some things it's a and I do wonder if he's got great arm talent though I I like the way he spins it can we get can we get a a a backup QB comp competition going on (laughs) once with the preseason games anybody going want to go there Peter unlikely not Peterman no, you saying bring somebody else in? No, I'm talking about Badgett. Oh. Tyson Badgett. No, I don't, I don't want to see that. Nah. It's putting up numbers at D2 now. Shepard. I don't want to see that. I think, I think, I'm I hopefully. I want to see it. I'm just saying, <laughs> I'm just saying we might Are we see going it. to see it. It's not about want. I'm talking about what's going to happen. I think that PJ also having some experience with DJ is also a yeah, factor. No, that's I, true. I, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm reaching. I, I don't think, I, I don't think you're going to have a change in the, in the two, three, but if he, He's he, it's been it's been scuffling for a couple of weeks now. No, I, I agree. So so that and and as we wrap up, uh, just sort of peeking at that defense here, the Dexter thing. What I found interesting is that you guys called it out, mm-hmm. and then you go and you ask Flus about it, and he doesn't deny it. Shout out to Flus. He doesn't deny it. Yeah, he doesn't deny it at all. So he's got to be more consistent. So he sees it a little bit, but I mean, you're we're asking for. Again, I'll use the same word, transformation here. Right. We're asking you to play a completely different way. You've been in NFL training camp here for, this is the 10th practice. It's not, you know, we're not even like a, even a quarter of the way in the sands of the hourglass in the sauna room here. Right, right. Your girl, <laughs> I need a sauna. Your girl, Carm, uh, Crystal, her worst was seeing Packers fans at Soldier Field. I did come across well, a, a young lady, Chloe, yeah, with her dad. Yeah, I showed that to her. Her dad straight threw her under the bus, too. <laughs> yeah. I, rule number one, always harass Packer fans. And last night, too. Uh, oh, you were getting after them. <laughs> we the were having stream. some fun with the family night for uh, the Green Bay Packers uh, family night. Yeah, they training had a full camp. house, though. They did, and I, I gave them credit for that. You know, Bears fans. We, nothing else to do in Green Bay. That's but. what. That's yeah. the other point. But they did show out for their family night, and the team streams an entire practice. <gasps> I know. Oh, my gosh. Wow. Giving away state secrets. Uh, and then I had a good time with the content. You know, <laughs> sure the content never sleeps. <laughs> we were breaking down Packers training camp last <laughs> night. So having some fun with some Packer fans. 
That does not surprise me one bit, Greg. When I saw your <laughs> tweets, I'm like, oh, yeah, looks this, like Jordan Love's this, not having the this best pa- day. This Packer fan goes, oh, look at a Bears reporter, uh, you know, looking at B- Packers training p- camp. This is sad and pathetic. And I was like, he just called me a Bears reporter. I'm, <laughs> I'm honored. <laughs> major upgrade. But so you, you watched it, though. I was uh, yes. not watching you that. You know, it's, it's not like being, you know, at Bears training camp uh, where you can watch every play. They're going in and out of commercials. They're cutting to Wayne Larravee, who's talking all these different people. But Wayne Larravee, a f- traitor, breaks my heart. Love that guy calling Bulls games as a kid. But, yeah, I, early on, Jordan Love looked terrible. And then as the practice went on, kind of similar today for Fields. He finished strong. He made some nice throws where I was like, okay, you know, we, I, for any Bears fan that thinks he's definitely a bust, you know, I, I would say hold off on that. We don't know for sure. Well, there were, there were some national people out at practice this week uh, covering the Bears moving around. And I did not hear any of them talking well of how Jordan Love is playing up in Green Bay. So if you want to be a Bears fan that's optimistic that the Green Bay sucks chant is going to be an actual chant that, that is real, that, that fits the product that you see on opening day, you know, we, can, we can go there. It, it's work in progress up in Green Bay all day long. I mean, I don't expect him to step in there and be lights out by any stretch of the imagination. Can't, it can't happen again, right? No, they they yeah. can't hit it three times in a row, right? I Jordan Love not. can't be a first ballot Hall of Famer, right? Like, that's, that's crazy. Like, I, don't, they, I don't know if he's going to be good or bad. Even if he's good, though, I do know for certain that they are going to have time to find this chemistry. It's not just going to come week one. So I think there's a big mm-hmm. advantage there, and especially it being at Soldier Field. But I just think, you know, we got to be careful about a complete bust. Does that mean he can be serviceable? Sure. I'm not, you know, I don't think I've seen any signs that he's going to, that greatness is coming. But I just think some Bears fans are quick to say he's definitely a bust. I've been traumatized by 4-12. and 12, And if 10 is anywhere near that, I'm going to be. I, I don't even know. I'm going to be done. I don't, I, I don't <laughs> think that's happened. Yeah. Uh, Javen Terry, seeing the chatter, who who won today, offense or defense? Actually, a good question. I don't even know. Uh, Probably the defense is what I would say. But the offense had its moments. I think I today was first, first team. Yeah. I mean, today had to have been a wash. Yeah, yeah I, agree. I, I agree. I, the some first days, wash, right? Yeah. Some days you've seen the dom- the defense dominate for sure. Some days you've seen the offense, you know, <laughs> win. I wouldn't say they've, you know, but they've they've won some days. And today, mm, I just don't like the fact that the defense is missing handful of guys. Like Jaquan's out, and Kyler's out, and Tremaine Evans is out, and Demarcus Walker's out. It's like, sheesh. Yeah, that's that's unfortunate. I think the last two plays, like, it's a good indicate. Like, it is a wash. J- uh, Jalen Johnson had a really nice interception on Justin Fields. I think he was trying to target DJ Moore. Greg, no, it was Claypool. It, it was Claypool. Yeah, yeah. Oh, the back left corner. Yeah. Picks that off. But the next play is that DJ Moore play we were referencing. So, you see both types of plays where the defense steps up, the offense makes a play. But, yeah, if offense, defense probably is a wash. Great catch by Jalen. And, and he's talked about – doing some things different out there and I think that, w- that was an off-ball interception he read the play he, t- he put himself took a l- like, I think a little bit of a larger risk and then to get his hands on it, it was mm-hmm. not an easy catch no. I mean, that it was, was a good catch really good play. level catch so I want to see him come with those instincts more he has them right it's yeah. not that he doesn't have those instincts he just hasn't ever really been willing to take those risks and if he's willing to actually go ahead and shoot I think he'll win more often than not. So I hope he takes a little bit more chances this year, gets his hands on a few more footballs, because I think he has that kind of ability. And I think it helps being in year two of this defense, too, where he's going to have 
a better understanding of what his responsibility is, but everybody else on the defense yeah. so that he can take more of those calculated risks. Yep. And if that happens, he gets those, you know, those turnovers in his favor. Yeah. Then this con this, you know, talk about a contract extension, it's gonna go in, you know, in his favor this time. They start the snowball. You get your hands on a couple early and mm -hmm. then you just keep getting them. I remember Tim Jennings had that year where he had yeah. like nine. He just caught him and he just kept catching them kept over going. and over again. It's good to see Peanut out there again too. Yep. You know, the great thirty three. Jalen Johnson obviously wears his number. It's good to see Peanut down there. Uh Jalen had a great PBU on the end zone down in the red zone and he breaks on that ball perfect, gets his hand in there, wipes it away. They threw a flag and we all thought that they were calling uh uh, a passing interference on mm -hmm. the on the defense, and we were like, "No way!" And peanuts down there, like talk to the ref, like that's not yeah. defensive passing interference. Turned out they were calling offensive passing interference somewhere else. But uh, Jalen Johnson is looking good, man. He I hope he continues to take those shots. Yeah, he completely baited Justin Fields for that corner end zone. To yeah. Um, yeah. he was intending for Chase Claypool, Claypool yep. in the corner and uh, in the flat. Jalen Johnson was on Cole Komet, and he baited Justin to throw that corner route and he came off a of Cole Komet immediately and picked that thing off. That was a veteran, veteran move by Jalen yep. Johnson. That's that second year in the defense that nigga's talking yep, about. Yep, exactly. Uh, shout out to, to Charles Peanut Tillman because that dude was so animated on all those yeah. reps. Like, there was a uh, Josh Blacko played really good coverage. I think it was on Isaiah Ford and they called um, Blackwell for a pass interference and you see Charles Tillman just kind of get in the ref's face playfully he gets somebody else's hat and throws it on the ground <laughs> and he's like how could you call that so it was good seeing uh, you know the original 33 out there yeah. uh, just kind of staying his case there if we're doing shout outs I'd like to go into the fan world uh I saw Val in a White Fields jersey, said hello yesterday at practice. He was dominating. So was Carlos, who was, uh, I think, is working one of the stands. I think maybe Bear Security is a big fan of the show. So, Carlos, appreciate you saying hello. And, uh, yeah, I I want to get into some, like, news and notes coming up here. Of, of well, stuff and then the other shout-out. Did you see the video of Josh? Shouting out meat, meat, earlier, Meatball yeah. Island. I think you guys have created a monster with this Meatball Island. Now I'm hearing this a lot walking <laughs> around the stadium and camp. People are like, oh, I'm on Meatball Island too. So there I, it is. Yeah, I think you've created a monster here. Congr congratulations. I was by myself at first, like Tom Hanks on Castaway. Meatball then, Island. Well, now we're I mean, all when, there. You know, you, you, you went out there and told everybody that. Chase Claypool and Justin Fields are dominating practice. I said, get out of here. Camp. We don't need to get into it again. I stand on what I said. <laughs> well, I today, don't care what you say. Today's, or her. It's a great island to visit. It's a great island to go chill with y'all for a few, pound a couple beers, then y'all start talking super crazy, and I get back on the boat and leave. Like, <laughs> go to Duke <laughs> you, you, had a, you had a good one today, too, on, a, on, a, on the Tyler Scott bobble that you guarantee that if it was in the regular season that it would be picked off. Because Bragg's knows you you don't even you don't even need to see the game. You just have you're you're just such a diehard football guy that it doesn't even have to play out for you to know it. That really wasn't that hard to <laughs> decipher. He bobbled it with a guy right in his face and he wasn't hit. Had it been a regular season game, he would have got laid out as it was being bobbled. But you said for sure it'd be picked up. I've seen, you know, I've seen DBs drop balls. I'm just saying. This was on a punt, you yeah. jamoke. 
I understand. <laughs> We're talking about a DB playing special All right. teams. The gunner. The gunner. That's his position. All right. Come down or he's not a receiver. <laughs> and all of a sudden that football gets in his hands and he doesn't catch it. All right. I'm just you saying. Just you get, get to your notes. I don't want to I'm just saying you guaranteed the situation. And I'm just trying to, you See know. See what I got to deal with. Which what, what, what you were right about is that Tyler Scott shouldn't be bobbling that football. That's all right. right. Uh, y'all hilarious. Y'all yeah. too. When y'all get to go on at it, it's hilarious. He brings it out of me. It's I just him. said to watch. You get, you get, you get whole like trying to steer this thing back on track. And then you get Nick like, nah. I, Nick just goes full like Homer Simpson out. into the bushes like, nah, <laughs> I don't have time for this. Like, yeah. <laughs> CHGO, maybe we'll have to crack a goose after this one for this last five minutes of the show. Well, right. You got it right Speak now. for yourself. Herb's already out here. Uh, supported by the Goose Island Beer Company. There you see he's got the tropical beer hug. Herb's going big on a Sunday. That is a dry hopped Imperial IPA. 9.9% alcohol that's dangerously easy to mm-hmm. drink. We got all this in the fridge for you. 312 Weed Ale, Full Pocket Pills, Goose IPA, all of it. Grab yourself an ultra-fresh brewery-exclusive beer at Goose Island's original brew house on Clybourne Avenue in Lincoln Park or from their tap room on Fulton Street in Westtown. Goose Island Beer Company, Chicago's Beer. Uh, you also have to check out Hooters, you guys. It's your spot to catch all the games this season. Step up. To their plate for world famous wings, delicious seafood, stack sandwiches, salads, and more. Tons of great beer specials. Sure, you can get your Goose Island there. And $6 drinks all day, every day. Check out their seafood specials $19.83 for a pound of crab legs and great prices on buffalo and steamed shrimp. And Hooters is actually celebrating 40 years of business all year long in honor of the anniversary. On the fourth of every month, Hooters will be hosting throwback events, bringing the 80s back with 83 cent wings and other great specials. So make sure you go check out Hooters. Have a good time. Watch the game. Drink some beers. Eat some good wings, food. You'll, you'll have a great time at Hooters. And you know, obviously we, we support it at CHGO, so that's another incentive for you to go check out Hooters. All right. Some news and notes here. Uh, the Bears signed this guy. I don't know if you heard of him. Yannick Ngakwe. Yannick Ngakwe. Yannick. And he wanted number 91. And there was Dominic Robinson out there with, with number 90 today. And Mercedes Lewis was given 84, so they moved. Uh, Aaron Cruikshank? Yeah, to 87. Oh, I didn't even notice that. Oh, yep. that's right, yeah. So that all happened. And my, th- you know, people were talking about what's Dom Rob going to get for the change of the number. I heard everything from, I heard, I heard up to $91,000 as suggestions. Yeah. Well, I think the Bears just did it to him. You're 90, you get 84, you're 87 now. I think they just straight disrespected. That's my guess. Somebody said, like, listen, they could have just cut him and then re-sign him a week from now like we'll take listen give him the number or we'll we'll take it from you like we'll just cut you and bring you back next week and you can choose whatever number is left <laughs> yeah I, I don't i don't think you got anything i'm gonna try to find out but but he's, he's wearing 90 i'm gonna I, ask him i see for that? i see the duke is in here duke on a sunday my man duke uh, island we got a bunch yeah. of super chats we can get to but uh the duke leading us off with a 1999er hey brags what happened to Lawrence's prediction the Cubs would get swept by a, quote, real team? Also, I passed by a couple of you guys today. You're all much, much, much more attractive on screen. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 
Ha ha joke. Love Including, you guys. That's very mysterious. Duke. That means he was at Soldier that's, Field. That's weird. That's that, mysterious. Wow. Duke, I like that. The Duke, Duke. The Duke is undercover. Mm. The Duke is actually George McCaskey. Could the Duke <laughs> be George McCaskey? You, you know her... We do know that the Duke is rich. That's an interesting. <laughs> and that's an interesting angle. That is an interesting. You, you, angle you met there. you met George today, did you not? Yeah, uh, I See, was, he was walking about by you. him, said hi, mentioned that Addie had broke her arm and she was over in line getting her face painted, and George, in in just pure George fashion, was like, "Let's go see them," and had me usher him over to where my wife and daughter were getting their. They got their arms painted, not their face painted, and. He gave her the coin. He gives every little kid. He meets them and gives them, like, pick a hand, any hand. And she got a coin, uh, an official Chicago Bears coin wow, from that's, George that's awesome. Alice McCaskey. It's not quite the stack that Ursay is giving out. but <laughs> uh, We <laughs> talked enough. about that yesterday. I'm going to be calling Ursay out for a stack when we get down to Indy, Herb. You can bet on that. I'm, I got no shame. I will, I'll be yelling for that grand. It's you know, very nice of George. Yeah. It's very nice of George. Jer- he's, very nice of the Duke. He's moving the meter. He's moving he's the moving meter. meter. He's moving the meter. You're, you're, you're he's become- pulling at the heartstrings. Okay. You know how it goes. Yeah, okay. Uh, guys, I'm so stuck on this. You all are much, much more attractive on screen. Like, even me? Like, even... That's that's messed up, man. Y'all know Nick don't take too kindly to y'all coming to his physical appearance, man. Look at the hair. He's in the gym every day. He's got 17,000 pair of Jordan 1s. Nick don't take too kindly to this Damn, dude. attacking no. his physical appearance. Listen, we, we've got... He's our Ken. And <laughs> he's our Ken. <laughs> He is. I did Man, see Barbie. He's adorable. <laughs> oh, that's Clearly hilarious. I forgave you, the Duke. Uh, all you. right. The DM King, I call him now, but we'll, I digress. Duke A11, <laughs> I hope you had a good time out there today. Uh, Keys, $5. Sub CHGO family. I really believe if Claypool hits his ceiling, we'll have a top 10 receiving core for sure. Ooh, top 10? I think it's, Let's I go. Think it's doable. We got the Bengals, Chiefs, Eagles. Vikings with just Vikings. Um, who we bl- we're probably just you, blatantly missing people that we should have in here. Bills. I haven't Bill, even done. Bills a are fan- in there. I haven't even done a fantasy draft yet. What's that? Um, I said I haven't even done a fantasy draft Seahawks? yet to try to figure this out. Yep. Yep. There you go. That's now we're getting Look, Chargers. The fact that it's even a conversation is is an amazing. Well, again, there are only one of four teams in the whole NFL oh, to have three Dolphins. wide receivers that have had eight hundred and fifty yards or more in a single season in their career. Yeah, I only think that's a good take by Keys. I, th- I think that's a good call by Keys. If he hits his ceiling, I'm not worried about DJ. I'm not worried about Moon. It's Claypool. That's why I'm doing the Chase Claypool meter. Well, they that's need what I was going to ask you. Major contributor, and if he is. I'm on board with So keys. you're at what, 70%? I'm at 71%. Today. 71%? I gave him an extra point bonus for being 10 straight practices full participant. What percentage is Chase Claypool's ceiling? I mean, I don't I'm I'll never get a I'll never get to 100, but if he's if he's at like 90 by week 1, that's money. Like if I believe in him ninety percent by week one, because I'm not an I'm not an easy grammar. I'm like like oh he caught a couple of balls today, give him five more percent. It's like okay that's two percent bump, two percent bump, three percent bump here. I gave him a nice bump for having a fight with Eddie Jackson. I like that <laughs> little fire, right? Um, yeah, me and Elise, we want the five percent bump. At least at least wants like a ten percent bump every day. At least wants me to be at like seven thousand percent by the time <laughs> camp is done. It's like I, what do you want me to do? Um, the meter but no, will be done. I, I, listen, if he's if he's up around ninety by the time week one rolls around, 
that's in a really good place, and I'll I'll be a, that's obviously me being a big believer, and I think this offense will mm-hmm. be better for it. I'll tell you one thing: he's open a lot more than he's getting the football. Justin agreed. He, yeah. he is. There, there's opportunities there that, are, that that have not been leaned into. A couple more super chats here, Greg. Uh, let's do 1999 with Tyler Vaughn. Tyler, appreciate you. Uh, let's see. Hey, boys, I just found out a friend of mine got us tickets to the game in Tampa. That's Ooh. awesome. We're at the 50-yard line behind the Bears' sidelines. I'm so excited. It's my first NFL game at 26. Any advice or tips? Also, anyone else going to be there? Dude, that's amazing. First of all, the fact that you waited 26 to go and that you got sweet seats and Bears of the Bucks, very winnable game for the Bear. Yeah. Advice, team, get there early. Enjoy the full experience. Definitely enjoy the full experience. If you're into the tailgating, get out there. Tailgating yeah. is fun, especially being in Tampa. It'll be good weather. Maybe a little hot, actually. Honestly, that's like yeah. what, week two. Week, yep. yeah, it, may be, it may be pretty hot out there still, but get out there early. Enjoy the tailgating. Hang out with the fans. Brush some shoulders with the people. And just take it all in. Enjoy yourself, man. We'll, we'll, we'll be down there. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would say, like, yeah, get definitely get there early. Take a bunch of pictures. Enjoy your experience <laughs> there. I'm sure I'll be there at so maybe I can run into you, Tyler, even though and I've had a bad rep of not meeting fans yeah, out at yeah, uh, certain Hollywood. locations. It's because you're so focused. Game day is different. Game day, yeah, game day is game day is different. It's hard. You go with good intentions and yes. say, like, okay, hey, we're going to I'm gonna, we're gonna meet. We're going to say, hey, we're going to do the picture thing. Cool, cool, cool. But if it doesn't happen by when a certain happened, time yep. before the game, right. then it's just probably not going to happen because once I get upstairs – this idea of coming downstairs at halftime or something like that is just not real. No. It takes longer than that to get back upstairs. I'm going to miss the opening kickoff of the second half. And after the game, it's a sprint downstairs into the locker room, get to press conferences, and then all the fans are gone. So it has to happen at least – if it's a 12 o'clock kickoff, it's got to happen by 10 a.m. or it's probably not going to happen. Yep, a- am true. I allowed to say with my family here, I, just sources have told me the nightclub scene in Tampa is – is good. I, hey, no. I just, I'm just saying. I, I'm not gonna say what kind of nightclubs. I'm just saying the clubs. They're very nice. That's what I've heard. Very nice. That's what I've heard. Adult Report, entertainment in Tampa reportedly, is amazing. Reportedly, I did not say anything about adults. Allegedly. Allegedly. Very nice. Very nice. This is a professional <laughs> show. We don't do that type of stuff. <laughs> Allegedly, the clothing optional places are very nice. Lit in Tampa. Yeah. I don't know. I've been trying to. I've been trying to get Nick to go out with me on the road <laughs> for a couple years now. Nick is buttoned up. Nick's like, no, I'm. I'm, oh. I'm, I'm gonna, I gotta get outside. I gotta, I mean, I gotta be up early. I gotta be, I'm like, Nick, we'll roll into the stadium when we roll into the stadium. Wait, what happened? <laughs> I know, in Minnesota. Then. No, that's true. No, hey, Minnesota. Nick can hang. Minnesota. Nick can hang. Me and, oh, I, me I and him at the that. combine. We were I mean, killing it the last few uh, nights. The only thing I know about Tampa is that if you drive about 45 minutes north to Wesley Chapel, that is where Saddlebrook Tennis Resort is, and you can get yourself a great day over there and just get, <laughs> get your game to the next level. Okay. That, that's the only thing I know about Tampa. All right. So I would go up there and work on that. All right. Uh, a uh, couple more super chats. Tatum Weston, 499, was working Fam Fest. Couldn't watch much of the practice. Love your coverage. Keep up the good work. Tatum, we appreciate, appreciate everybody you. out there who comes and supports those things. You guys mm-hmm. don't get enough love, so thank you for making it a great day for a bunch of fans. That's awesome. Uh, let's see. We've got, oh, the Duke's coming in with another one. One. I love when the Duke goes double time. Um, all right, there you go. Gregory, forty nine ninety nine, the Duke eight one one. Nick, as my wife is infatuated <laughs> with you, 
Ken. You should be happy I give you any compliment at all, you handsome man, you. But therefore, she's never allowed to meet you. Okay, for real, I watched Jordan Loves Family Fest. Fields is on such another level. There it is. The Duke is amazing. The Duke is amazing. Listen, Appreciate you. Listen, I, Nick, I hit Nick at the top of our softball lineup. It's not because he gets base hits. I just want to look good to the other team. I want, I want him to stand. Go One of those up. first guy off the bus type of things? Yes. I want you to be intimidated by how good looking our team is. <laughs> Nick, second. Let's go. Bang. I should. Uh, I wish you I could get, hit you know, you, you, You'd be getting knocks, too. Who's next? Can I get Ronetta in here? Of course we can. She was I at, know she was she out was there, there living yeah. the dream. Had, Ronetta, I miss you. Five dollars. Had a blast at Family Fest. Now just now catching up. Missed y'all there. And what's up, Herb? Ronetta, what's Ronetta. going on, love? We yeah, uh, she's we best. were we were soft today. We we it, it was we we're we're all the way up top. We're in this quiet press. Your spot. ivory tower. Yeah, while was, we're all getting rained on. I okay. I walked from. I don't want to hear it. South loop there. I got <laughs> rained on, on my way it. in. <laughs> yeah, all right. Football. CF Candy. A dollar ninety nine. Uh, Mooney, in my opinion, looked sharper. Got a cook in the slot. He had a nice one handed grab in uh, the one on ones. Yeah, the, the first ref. catch of the one yeah. of the, the first he looks, rep he had. He looks healthy. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. I was never worried about Moon coming back healthy. I, like just the type of worker that he is, the work ethic that he has. I mean, of course, the whole big story about the first thing he bought was the jugs machine. But just how he goes about his business, I was never concerned about like if it was an injury he could recover from. I knew he would come back as close to 100 percent as he could, and I had no concerns about him. So, but again, not much in 11 on 11s yet. We're seeing yeah. a lot of one on one, seven yeah. on sevens. And nothing, because we know Mooney's capable of the moonshot with Justin Fields. Oh, Again, yeah. a guy we haven't seen go deep yet. And it's fine. I know Justin Fields needs to hit the intermediate, get the sure. ball out quick, sure. re- take what the defense gives you. I get it. But, I, you know, I want home run balls, too. We go to camp, mm-hmm. and I want to see some fireworks. I think it's the, the collective offense, like all 11 guys, and I think that's what's going to take some time. Individually, I don't think you can really debate the talent that they have in terms of skill, guys. Um, but putting it all together, right, the spacing, the timing of these guys True. running routes off each other. Do I break inside? Do you break outside? Who goes over the top? Who goes under? Those types of things that kind of you need to adjust on the fly sometimes. It could be written up one way in the playbook, but having that chemistry to just kind of change on the fly, I think those types of things just take a little bit of time, getting that chemistry with the offensive line, having all five of those guys get all those reps with their, which they're missing right now, which is, I don't know when Nate Davis is going to come back. Well, but. let me ask you this, Herb. Are they always are they going to run defenses at camp against Justin Fields that are to stop Justin Fields at what he does great? Like, is are they showing specifically showing him looks that they're going to see constantly from? Or are they trying to run things that they're going to? You know, because they're not facing Justin Fields in the season. So, past couple days, they've been doing a lot of scout team, right? And Mm -hmm. that's not obviously the scout team, that's not against the ones, defensively speaking, right? But they've been doing a lot of scout team where they send the first team defense over there and they give them scout looks from a different offense. And then there's a, you know, scout team defense that's giving Justin specific looks that they want him to look at. Now, I don't know if those are designed to attack his skill set or if they're designed to say, hey, this is what the Packers do. This is what the Vikings do. This is what the Lions do. Um, but they've, doing, they've been doing a lot more scout team work over the past couple of days. So hopefully that continues and it'll force him to kind of find the answers to those questions sooner. Well, I know Justin, he's actually talking about like the defense throwing a bunch of different coverages at him yeah. too. So 
that's just going to make him better at processing what exactly defense could be in post-snap, pre-snap. And, yeah. you know, when it's in-game, that he's going to see a lot of those kind of changes happen as soon as the snap happens. So I think they're, they're obviously doing stuff that's going to best prepare him for the season, but it's good that the defense is showing him different looks right now. Yeah. Breaking but, news from our breaking news uh, correspondent, Gary Ross. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings have signed wide receiver Nikhil Harry. Oh, my God. So, what is Jalen Johnson going to do? Nikhil Harry in the division, man. Well, wrap it up. Season's over. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're joking, but I think, listen, we talked about them being one of those teams have that have a, a top-ten receiving, receiving core. core, so he's not going to be the guy that you're game-planning for, but he has a good skill set. He's a big guy. We saw him all walking around the locker room last year. Like, that dude, mm-hmm. is play, he plays the same position as Mooney? That's crazy, <laughs> that's right? That's nuts, yeah. Like, Mooney told me that last year. He's like, I, I saw that dude. He's like, he played the same thing I play? Like, that's crazy. <laughs> like a linebacker, um, man. Yeah, he's huge. But So I think, you know, there could be some opportunities for him, you know, with all the attention that those other guys get. Well, Last we, two super chats that are in there. If I can, uh, I, think, I think we had a 499er. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yes, from Bob Kerwin. Bob, appreciate you not not uh, not, not not talking, but just supporting the show. That's a okay with us. Thank you so much, Bob. And then one more from Football CF Candy. I spoke to a scout Ooh. who said coaches know after a certain amount of time in camp how many wins a team will get. When do you think we will get? To that point, when the when the team's actually healthy and has like all their players out there, maybe. But I don't think you're getting to that point after the second week and, of camp. And you know, respect to that scout CF, but they're not gods. They don't know how this thing's going to play exactly. out. Yeah, that's true. No, I mean, there's you talk about injuries. You talk about all these different intangibles. I think any coach always is going to look at the schedule and they say, okay, this is a more winnable game than that one is. If you're just being honest with yourself, that's not something they're ever going to say publicly. But to say they know exactly how the season's going to pan out, wins and losses, that's just right. It's, that's not true. Got to play the game. Philosophy also in there. Uh, $5. Appreciate you, Philosophy. Good to see you as always. I've always wanted the fan base to embrace Mooney whenever he catches the ball by yelling, Moon. Like they do Cooper Cup? They like do Luke it for Luke Longley. They do it for Cooper Luke. Cup. Luke. Hashtag Moose. Bears Moose wish. Yeah. I, I, you know what? We got to step up our game here in this fandom. What do you want? Ooh. And not, not necessarily Bears fans. I'm, I'm caught because I haven't seen a game in a while. But the other night I'm out at Wrigley Field. Okay. Okay. Cubs are playing the Reds. They had lost the night before. Yeah. They just went out and, you know, added on. Got Heimer Candelario. Not selling off. Cubs are going for it. Drop 30 on the Reds. Drop 30 on the Reds. In the first yeah. inning, they dropped five. Right. What happens at the end of that first inning? What should happen? Standing ovation. That's right. Standing ass ovation. That's what you do if you're engaged. Agreed. There's like three people cheering. Uh, hey, are we, do you, are we, are, what, 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 what kind of fandom are we turning into? This is not, this is not the Dodgers. You, you score five in the first, yeah, you, stand you get up. a standing O. No doubt. And you, and you and created it. Come on. I think they're starting to get a little bit of pennant fever up there, so I think you'll start to see more of that. Yeah. Oh, I, I mean, they I were up last time we checked. I don't know how they're doing right now, but hopefully they're still hanging on. But, but to, and for a Bear fan, if we get the moon going on, which we haven't had like a us, every time he catches it, so like there's this ringing throughout, yeah, yeah. that'd be sweet. It would be sweet. I think that's a terrible idea. Now, <laughs> <laughs> you're kidding, right? Not I, the not the meatball guys like that's a terrible my idea. My bad. My bad. Uh, I, all right, going back to Meatball Island. 
my other observation, it was almost going to be my worst, but I figured I'd stick to football. But now that we're at the end of the show and we're getting goofy here, you guys take a notice in this touchdown celebration did that's starting sub- to yeah, become what, a what thing. Is, did you just subtweet me for saying just, my favorite thing was the little girls at the podium? Yeah, I just did. Okay, cool. Uh, have I, you guys been noticing this? It's like the, the chest <laughs> Yeah, they're where they like have the chest, hands behind the, the hands behind the head. I it's starting to become yeah. a thing. Yeah, I don't like and it. And I don't like I it. I think it's DJ Moore's thing because they all did it to him. Well, I'm they've not, been doing it with Chase Claypool. They did it Claypool. with Chase the other uh, – when when Chase was dominating camp at Hellas Hall, <laughs> uh, no, I have noticed that though they've been doing a lot of the chest bump. They put their hands behind hands their back, up, and then they just like a bump. bump. I saw it. I, didn't like I think it. they need to. You know, it's training camp. You know, for all facets of the game. True. I think we need to work on this. One, one more breaking news uh, moment. Yep. As, as Gary Ross is putting in the chat five times now, uh, Justin Houston to the Carolina Panthers. So that's that's breaking, 17. That's breaking on two sides. One that is an addition to Carolina, which we don't want because we have their draft pick. <laughs> Not that it's a premium addition, but Justin Houston is 34 years old. And for whatever, whatever reason, he's capable of getting 10 sacks. He's capable of getting 10 yes, sacks, which a lot of people were hoping the Bears were going to sign two. Justin Houston has connections with polls going back to Kansas City. Sure. I thought he made a ton of sense on a one year deal. Bears obviously felt differently. He goes to Carolina. Yeah. Well, that's, that, I mean, that's not good. We're, we're trying to get the Panthers to lose as many games as possible. Panthers. We should we should have got Justin Houston just to keep him from the Panthers so we could secure that top five pick. I think the GM, he just doesn't want the trade to look bad on him. So he's like, I don't want to give up like a top five pick for it next year. Like, so I'm going to go as hard as I can. I'm, they, they aren't going to be legitimate contenders, but if he can get that pick up to like 15 or something like that, then it, he looks a little bit better than yeah. he does if it's a top five pick. Uh, I mean, a lot of people have Carolina win the South. It's not hard. It's yeah, a very it's wide like open division. the North. It's a very yeah. winnable wide division. Open. Yeah. So, all right, no problem. And then we, and we play the South this year, which is like – I mean, you want to beat the Falcons, you want to beat the Saints, and you want to beat uh, yeah. who's the other team in the South? We got Atlanta, the Buccaneers. You want to beat Tampa, like, but it's like you beat all three of those teams. You're, you're helping out the Panthers, and you beat them too. But still, true. Yeah, that's. I mean, you can't worry about that. No, you can't yeah. clearly. Yeah. But yeah. I'm just saying, just, just, just when they play Carolina, please win that football game. Uh, that, the that, Thursday night game, right? The Thursday night. night. It'd be got, interesting. Got to win that one. And Justin has to outplay oh one God, Bryce Young. Yeah, if he doesn't. He absolutely must outplay oh Bryce Young. Or oh the, 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 uh, the sirens will get loud. Very, very, very loud. Uh, Keith Riggle, 17 and 0. I see you, buddy. That's, that's exactly right. We're, we're, rolling, we're rolling all the way. Uh, programming note, no show tomorrow because there's no practice. We are back Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday um, after – doing post-game show after Bears and Tennessee at the great, historic, amazing, was awesome to be there, Soldier Field, keep the Bears in the city. Really enjoyed myself today. Herb, it's always awesome to have you in here, sir. Yes. No, it was a pleasure for you guys. I was just trying to uh, I was just trying to hitchhike a ride away from the stadium, and I ended <laughs> up here with you guys, and it's always a pleasure, man. Thanks for having me. Just drove you right to the studio yeah. and put you, back, put you on the I show. Mean, come Let's on. Go. We can put you to work. Love to talk ball with y'all. Thanks for having me. Nick. Mark, good to be with you, buddy. Oh, it's always good to be with you, Mark. Yeah, enjoy your off day tomorrow. Braggs and Barb.
Both wearing brick by bricks. Maybe the, I, this is maybe the most adorable thing I've ever seen. Seriously, <laughs> looks great. I mean, I mean, really, look at this. I mean, look at right these two. <laughs> awesome. I'm putting that up on the Twitter right yeah, now. That's right. Um, and yeah, Carm, Hooters right now. I'm in. Let's do it. Let's go. <laughs> um, yeah, watch the end of the Cubbies. Call it a day. All right, we'll see you on Tuesday from the mansion. The mansion. Yes. Uh, it'll be, be a back. three o'clock show on Tuesday from uh, from mansion address. Have a great rest of your Sunday. Appreciate everybody who was in the chat. Appreciate everybody who threw a like in there. If you haven't, throw one on the way out. And uh, yeah, bear the hell down.